we welcome into the program Casey Keeler, the head coach at Sam Houston, head coach of the Bearcats. Coach, uh, good afternoon, and thanks for your time. We know you're busy. We won't keep you long, but we wanted to get you on the show and talk a little bit about this matchup and highlight your, your football team, and we do appreciate your time today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Take us back to last week. Uh, man, what, what, a, what a dramatic finish to, uh, to preserve the victory. Yeah, you know, it was one of those games where we, we missed a wide-open double pass, would have made it 21-0 going into half, would have had a 28-point lead, and then all of a sudden they hit that drive. And it was about six minutes left in the third quarter, and they went 90-plus 90, 90 yards on us and 17 plays, and uh, all of a sudden we come back out and go three and out, and they go 15 plays. And, you know, what I try to explain to our guys is that, you know, you got to get stops, and then if you're not getting stops, the offense has to go get some, some first downs. And we were doing the exact opposite. We couldn't get any stops, and we couldn't get any first downs. And all told, they had 44 plays or seven plays, um, and they converted, I think it was 13 third and fourth downs, and we didn't convert a single third down. So, you know, I think that wore us out at the end because, you know, defenses wear out, you know, with long drives like that, especially at the end of the game. And I think our offense got stale. You know, we're sitting on the sideline. We had been playing fine up until then. Our quarterback, Eric Schmidt, was dealing with a little bit of a muscle thing in the rib cage and really didn't have the same zip on the ball, was struggling running a little bit, but played just fine. And then they had that drive, and that drive was, uh, was a killer for us. Coach, what has it been like playing in the spring? I mean, has it been – I mean, it just is – it just seems – well, it is different. It just – it just – I don't know. You explain it to me. What has it been like here in the spring? Well, for us, it's even been more different because we have such a unique circumstance in that we're in the process of redoing our facility. We're putting $15 million, very much muchly needed, into our end zone facility. So our players walk to practice with their helmets and shoulder pads. Our players do their own laundry. We don't have a locker room. We don't meet in person. Um, my offensive staff is in the press box. My defensive staff is in a, a bank building about five miles off campus or Stop about three it. miles off campus. So, so we've had a unique situation on top of COVID and all those sort of things. But uh, it's been rewarding because, you know, the kids have paid such a major price to get a chance to play some football games, even if it was in the spring. And, you know, there's been no complaints. You know, I'll give you a great story. Opening day, we're playing in southeast Louisiana. It's one of those hot, muggy days that just happened to happen in end of February. And there's no air conditioning in the makeshift locker room. And our kids are sweating as they're putting on their equipment. And I hear peep because they just wanted to play a football game. So I think all the things we've gone through since June, hey, we're, we're going to have a season and we're not going to have a season. And then, hey, we might have a spring season. I think all those things put it in perspective. And you know what? They just wanted to play football, and we've played pretty well so far. You know, there has been some conversation about even when we get back to playing in the fall to instead of schools playing that spring game, that green and gold or that orange and white or that blue and red, playing one game, uh, you know, and may, maybe matching an FCS yeah. school. What do you think about that, Coach? Th that spring game, instead of being against yourself, being against an, a, an opponent, another opponent? I think years ago I've been for that. But what I have found is the wear and tear in the body, we hit very little. You know, we don't tackle to the ground. So I, don't see, I would not see us playing a game in the spring where we're tackling the ground. I'll give you a great example also. We're only scheduling 10 games for the fall because we know the wear and tear that we're – 
taking that's taking place right now, it's going to be tough to spin around and play a fall season. So our administration is great. I mean, they care about the, the player experience and, and, and their health and well-being. And they're like, listen, we're going to build in two bye weeks. We know it's a, you know, a loss of revenue for us not having that extra home game. But we just think having the, double, the two bye weeks would be best for our players in terms of coming off a long season like we're having right now. That was somewhere something I wanted to go to. So what other challenges, I guess you could say, are you looking at facing as you're entering and getting ready for the short offseason going into next season? Yeah, you know, we're, we're worn out. I'm worn out. The team's worn out. I mean, there's, it's been an emotional roller coaster since June because you're going through all the COVID tests. We, we currently are getting tested four times a week because um, mm. we're in the playoffs. Typically, we're getting three times a week. And then, you know, everyone in the country has gone through those situations where, hey, we have to shut down. We just had four wide receivers test positive or whatever it may be. And so that's kind of an emotional roller coaster. And I think since this thing started in June and you weren't sure you were going to play in the fall and then you weren't sure if you're going to play in the spring, I think everyone's kind of exhausted. So our plan is to, to kind of get our kids out of here till you know, the end of June and when, when summer one is over and we'll bring them back for summer two and just kind of let them decompress and you know, let them work out at home and then you know, get them back here for the second summer session. So we're trying to play it smart in terms of just giving them some mental and physical time off and then get them back for a start of a grinding season. And you mentioned your quarterback, Schmidt, earlier. He, man, he has been putting up some ridiculous numbers throughout these seven games. What has been the biggest factor in your mind to his success through the air? Well, what he does, he extends plays like no one I've ever seen. And that was the problem last week. I could just tell that he wasn't escaping like he normally did, you know, normally has done during the season. And I could tell something was bothering him. And it just was, you know, we got some chiropractor work on him, and he feels he's feeling a lot better through the ball great today. And he actually didn't practice most of last Tuesday, so we knew there was a little something going into this. But I've never been around a player. It's like watching Fran Tarkington. I'm showing my age now, um, where he just creates. And with the kind of athletes we have on the perimeter. You, when he buys that extra half a second or second, we're able to make those big plays downfield. So he's had a phenomenal season, and uh, you know he's definitely our leader, and he's the guy who makes us go. Uh, so now you get to take on North Dakota State, and we're all aware of what they've been able to do at the FCS level, and y'all are right there with them. When you're entering a game like this, how much of the preparation is mental to you know not kind of look at oh well here we go the the giant coming in how much focus do y'all put onto that in, in, throughout this week? Well, well, first of all, there's tremendous respect for their program. If you think about the last ten years, you know Alabama, you know Mountain Union, North Dakota State, those three programs have had historic runs for eight, nine, ten, twelve year periods, and and so and they're the best team in the country. I mean, they're the defending national champion. So in, until someone knocks them out of being the defending national champion and we crown a new one, in our minds, they're the best team in the country. They're just so good, and they play so physical. But we built ourselves to, to play these guys in the playoffs. You know, we were uh, up-tempo and run up and down the field and score a lot of points, and we still do some of that, but we've also tried to build, us, build ourselves offensively and defensively to play in a game like this. We're much more physical up front. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball than we've ever been. And so, you know, we'll see how we match up. I, I, I like our defense. I think we're one of the best fronts in the country. Uh, and, you know, the whole mindset with how we built this defense was to play a team like uh, North Dakota State. 
Coach, it's on uh, it's on ESPN and, and an opportunity to showcase not only your program but to showcase your community and your campus. Uh, that that's invaluable, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and again, I'm so proud of, of all the people here at San Houston State and how we've all banded together. You know, we're the only Division One athletic program in the state of Texas that didn't furlough uh, coaches or or take have them take pay cuts. You know, Bobby Williams has done an amazing job. And then when you have an athletic director um, that is a former college football coach, I mean, it makes my job so easy because he's ahead of everything. And when we saw that there was a chance to win a national championship in the spring, it was, listen, we don't care about playing money games. Let's go try to win a national championship. So when you have a, an administration like that, you, you really, you know, you cherish, you know, working for people like this. Now, Coach, as you look at this, as you look at the Bison, it, you've got to like the way your defense matches up with their offense this season when you look at their quarterbacks, a true freshman, and they have a couple of other young guys over there, but you've got to like the experience your defense has going up against this offense. Yeah, and, and what I'd say is we need to get some first downs. You know, they're not going to give you a lot of, lot, of, lot of big shots downfield. You know, if we can get a couple of those, awesome. But we need to get some first downs and, you know, don't let what happened in, in the Mammoth game where – they had a little bit of a run, and they had that 17-play drive. We can't now allow them to come back and have a 15-play drive on us because we didn't get some first down. So you know, that's part of the theme this week offensively is that, uh, I mean, they're really tough up front, but we need to get some first downs. and we can get our shots downfield, we'll take our shots downfield. Last thing I have for you, Coach, how nice is it? And I don't understand why more – levels don't do this but at the fcs level you're actually rewarded to be able to host these games at home how nice is that and why do you think you know your high schools and some of these fbs schools don't take that similar approach uh, it boggles my mind it, it, it's like this makes so much sense why don't we have a 16 play, team playoff in fbs the, the home you're going to generate a lot of excitement and a lot of income for those home games and it you know, just like I love FCS football um, because of that opportunity to have 16 teams kind of battle out for national championship and there are wars now. And, and there's, there's some battles of attrition and, and uh, some great matchups. And um, again, I just don't understand why FBS hasn't at least expanded the field to maybe eight uh, or, you know, like I said, maybe 16. Coach, we know you're busy. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Hey, let's do this. Let's go kick the Bison's backside, and let's do this again next week. You got it. I'll be here, okay? Thanks, Coach. Have a great day. All right.